Dun 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 dun. Welcome everybody back to Dynamite Download, and y'all, we Ooh. made it. We finally made it. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the main event. It's been a long oh my journey gosh. to get here, SPD, but boy, was it worth it. What an incredible way to end this show, man. You and I and the whole Twitterverse is just blowing up, man. It's so amazing to see that you and I talk about it all the time. Dynamite Download, we're so about that positivity. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see just tidal waves of positivity. Yes. Just, just scrolling through the feed, our phones blowing up, just seeing so many people happy and excited <laughs> and loving yeah. tonight's main event. It just made it makes us beam. It's just an awesome way to start to end the evening. Really all awesome. I gotta do is I gotta stand up and clap. Well deserved standing ovation. Go. I didn't, uh, man, that was uh, just just an awe. I mean, like, you know, with our little promo video we did beforehand, just like goosebumps were watching it, and I have goosebumps watching it live, the main event. And, you know, they really set the bar high. And we're going to dive into that first and foremost. But first, we want to do a quick little card review, like we always do. And so we're going to just run through the card really quick and then dive right into the main event. And so, you know, what started off Dynamite, which was a perfect booking, in my opinion was Cody Rose with a Penta L0M and uh, Cody with a, a roll-up finish, you know, which we'll talk about later. We'll I'm get not into too that. that but with a roll-up finish on a Penta L0 to kick off the show and some, you know, a little aftermath with the Nightmare family. Yeah, and then that you know, then we get into Jade Cargill versus Danny Jordan. And, I mean, Jade um, is quickly becoming uh, a dominant force we all knew what what she was capable of when you see jade you know that woman means business um that one was mm -hmm. a convincing powerful victory by jade uh we i know the spd you're grinning ear to ear when you see a powerhouse yeah. in the ring and there's few in the business right now who look quite as strong and impressive as jade right now man Absolutely. And I can't wait to see what's in store. And I loved how she was lurking in the crowd uh, with the main event as well. So kind of her prey. So her versus any of those two women in the ring in the main event would be awesome for sure. You know, we saw a, a massive 10 man tag. We saw the Hardy Empire defeat Jurassic Express and Bear Country and kind of like an interesting place, interesting match. But um, 
the hardy momentum, which we've been loving to see, is kind of riding high. So I'm all for that and to pick up the victory out of that one. Yeah, and in a blend of styles, something that I was looking forward to going into that yeah. match. Um, definitely a blend of styles in that. Look forward to talking to you more about that one because I know anytime Matt Hardy's on screen, SPD, <laughs> you're, you're enjoying truth that. That's the truth. Uh, some of the some of our favorites um, on Dynamite Download over the course of our short history here, that feud between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley really had us going. So it was cool to see them on the same team tonight, mm-hmm. and um, two guys who really are almost unmatched in wrestling when it comes to drawing out the emotional content from the fans, just getting playing off your emotions, getting you pulled in. And even if they weren't good at that, it would have been really easy to cheer for them because they were going against <laughs> the Good Brothers tonight who are, are the oh, ultimate yeah. heels. We can't wait to see those guys get super kicked back into Impact Wrestling. Um, great. That was a nice back-and-forth matchup. And and honestly, the end of the match, the post-match antics, um, are, are huge ramifications going forward. Absolutely. And, yeah, that was exactly what I, I was tweeting about, how, like, I want them to super kick them out of <laughs> AEW once and for all. And, you know, one of my my favorites, which I said that he could have a, a match with Pinocchio or something, and he would put on a show stealing <laughs> matches. Ray Phoenix! And, you know, this wasn't an announced match, but, I mean, we're super high on Ray and super high on TH2. So um, I love the blend of the styles for sure on that one. No doubt. Um, you, and anytime- I'll leave it to you. I'll leave yeah, the, and then, you know, the and next then match to you. you right? Thank you so much for letting me introduce the main event. SPD, uh, honestly, this match, we we were so hyped for it. Anybody oh, yeah. who's been following the Dynamite Download movement knows SPD and Crayfish have been incredibly vocal about our support for this feud, the belief in this feud. Um, you know, talking about it all day today, just incredibly geeked out about it. And for Thunder Rosa to go up against Britt Baker with the odds stacked against her. Yes. Rebel was involved in this match throughout. And um, it being an unsanctioned match, Britt was definitely throwing her body around, using everything that she could, um, (laughs) tables and thumbtacks and chairs. I mean, it was steel steps, everything you could possibly ask for in a match. These two women, it was a fight. I mean, this was an absolute, I mean, bloody brutal match and and something we were both just blown away by it just incredibly proud to be a fan of both of these women you know we feel like you know we're small fish in a big pond brother mm-hmm. but we feel like we put all of our chips on the table we feel like tony khan put we were begging tony put your chips on the table go all in yes. with these two women um, and, and we really, I mean, honestly, you and I, I feel like our whole brand was built on this feud. We believe <sighs> in this feud. And boy, oh boy, you know, they did anything but uh, flop. These two women were absolutely unbelievable, SPD. Let, let's dive into that main event because there's no other way that we can. I mean, we need to talk about that. Get that out of our system so that we can give other people some shine later on. Oh, there's my gosh. Nothing more exciting than this main event. It was, um, it lived up to everything and then some. It was phenomenal. You know, we have been of supporters of these two stars for, for many, many months. And, you know, since the beginning of both of them debuting on Dynamite, you know, um, it just, it lived up to everything. It gives me chills talking about it because, you know, it's, it makes you, this is a feud and this is a match that makes you a proud wrestling fan and a proud, even more proud AEW fan. And they, they showed 
that they belong on the main event stage. And we've, we've seen that, you know, we've seen this feud and we've preached it for, for months and months and months that they belong. Absolutely. And, and they absolutely showed up. It was one of the more brutal matches we've seen any gender across the board in AEW. Absolutely. And, man, they were, they were leaving it all and they were, they were pushing the limits and, you know, just right away, you know, the, the thunders look, and I think I have a photo of it. Her look of determination she was staring, and focus. She was holes through. She, I mean, right. If, if I saw her, yeah, here I got a photo for. If I saw her across the ring from me, I'm like, I'm all set. See you later. Yeah, yeah I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So, like, do you think you want to go against someone looking at you like this? No chance, man. Thunder's focus and determination. You know, as soon as you see that, you she's dialed in, and a dialed in Thunder Rosa is one that's not going to lose even even with all the odds stacked against her and clearly she showed that and so this is this is where thunder belongs thunder belongs you know Britt baker kept saying you don't belong here you don't belong here and and boy did she ever prove her wrong tonight she belongs in aw she belongs on the main stage she is a main eventer and i mean so is Britt. but boy oh boy man i mean that i mean she she proved it in, with blood, brother. I mean, the, yeah. the, to see what these two women put them through tonight, to put themselves through, put each other through tonight, um, it was a testimony to two women who are incredibly passionate, who yeah. love professional wrestling. It was obvious. I mean, they poured their blood out for, for the fans tonight. It was an absolute show. Um, honestly, the way, like you said, SPD, with Thunder's, uh, with the, the the determination and the fire that she had, you mm-hmm. could see it in her eyes before she even got into the ring. I you know. knew that Thunder was going to bring it, and and you know she cut a lot of she cut a lot of great promos. We featured them a lot, but that that um, you know that fire and that dedication to saying like I belong here. You mm-hmm. tried time and again to try to bully me out of this division and try to – I mean, Britt has been very vocal. She's the face of AEW's women's yep. division. She she sort of has staked claim, this is my division, and no one's going to change that. And I think, you know, some of that that groundswell of support that we've seen, you know, I've been very vocal in my love for the DMB, DMD. I think that she's absolutely clicking on all cylinders and has been for a long time. I honestly don't know what you could – I don't know how you can envision AEW without Brit, but yeah. that said, there was obviously some uh, insecurity coming out when it between Brit and Thunder, and I think that they played off of that. And there's a reason why. I mean, Brit does not want to share the spotlight, and there's something about Thunder Rosa. As soon as she steps on the screen, you cannot take your eyes off of her. The way that yeah. she pushes the pace. The, the violence, this I mean, dude, let's get into the actual content of this match, man. I mean, there were multiple moments where I was, a, as a proud DMD mark, I was geeking out saying, like, Brit's bringing the pain, son. Like, the oh my gosh, she started on, off so strong, too. The curb stomps onto the steps, the curb stomps into the steel chair, bro. And like, Brit was bringing it, dude, throwing her around. You could tell Brit and Rebel had a plan. Yeah, that said. Dude, when I saw Thunder do that drop kick into the to the of the of the ladder into Britt's face, um, I knew that the, the stakes were getting raised more and more. I mean, this was a next level display of brutality. The thumbtacks, really. I mean, Britt was her whole body was covered in thumbtacks at some point. It looked like her entire back was just in just covered in tacks. 
Um, to, and then to put on the, the lockjaw oh. in the tax. Brother, oh. it, that was just a, the, just a, the storytelling, the brutality, the violence. I, I don't know how you can't just look at this match and, and see these women checked every single box. Both of these women put on an absolute clinic tonight. Yes, and you know the announcers said it great. And these these aren't two women; these are two warriors doing battle. Mm. These mm. two warriors absolutely just showed up, and you know both had their their painful high points. But definitely, Britt took the 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 worst end of that. I think you know oh. even just her suplex off the top rope into the chairs. They both got it bad. You know, obviously it was delivered on thunder, but the final nail in the coffin, the the, the table drop, you know, from the curtain, and then obviously the through the, chair, through the through the the, uh, the drop uh, kicks. Oh. I love Thunder Rose's drop kicks, and let alone drop kicks. To the through the ladder to her face, and Britt might need some dental work on herself after that. But <laughs> I hope you know, not. as a true professional, I mean, it, we've seen it before, and you've talked about it time and time again. How she, Britt Baker, the face of the women's division, she risked it all, she proved it all. She is leading by example, yeah. and she is doing what doing whatever she wants for what she loves mm -hmm. and the smirk to the camera with her bloody face was absolutely epic like we've seen that before in different matches like she'll smirk before her lockjaw but man like her arsenal of offense you know is is matching thunders very well Thank and clashing you. very well um you know right away the air raid crash on the stage was brutal and i love the stop the stop was executed so so great onto the chair um man this was like they also said the commentators like the hate between these two to go mm -hmm. this extreme to go this far was absolutely just mind-blowing and i mean we don't even need to say or elite delete because we know this match was just an absolute home run without a question and, oh my gosh and just the build up to it everything around it i mean it was purposely delayed for a reason because mm -hmm. the timing of this couldn't have been better in terms of putting them on the spotlight, like beach break. Yes. Some things would have got overshined. We, you know, that feud, we, we going back to it, we were so campaigning, campaigning for it to be the main event, but it makes sense. It wasn't. And I'm glad it wasn't because yep. you had more extension of this, you know, where you go from here, I don't ever want this feud to end. Me neither. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it can end. You know, you Brit's going to say this is unsanctioned. There's not a loss on a record. Thunder belongs. I don't know if if you have like a respect code where Brit will ultimately respect her and shake her hand for this. Um, I don't or, think so, buddy. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> hey, I, I was, you know. Sometimes you gotta give respect and due to your competition, you know. Hey, but let's let's right. leave that to Brian Cage. All right, Britt's not gonna go soft on us now. She she's definitely not gonna after after the blood that she spilled tonight. I have a feeling that this feud, um, you know, we oh my god, man. Um, I'll just leave that up for a there. That I right mean, on cue. bro, uh, <laughs> the with the blood that was spilled tonight. It we we were like you just said, brother. The build to this, it was getting personal and more personal and more mm. personal, and just the cheap shots and the the trash talk. Yeah, right. Whether it was on AEW television or on social media, I mean, Britt's hilarious on social. Thunder is incredibly passionate on social. Yeah. She doesn't back down from Britt at all. She has no problem talking talking trash right back <laughs> to her. Um, you know, it it's built. But this is did not to me. Even though this was like a blow off type of, it felt like it was just like epic. How does it get bigger than this? The only way it gets bigger than this is if you put a title mm. on the line. And I think at some point you saw Sheeta throughout this match, watching this match. Obviously, Jade was watching it in the stand. Right. 
You saw Sheeta watching it. All eyes were on this match for a reason, bro. Um, I think the to me, if I'm Tony Khan, which you know, man, what what a life that would be, right? Uh, <laughs> we, we can fantasy book all day, but I they they went all in. They 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 know what they got here. Um, this is this is gold, bro. I mean, this is absolute gold, and I think that there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, if if you were to continue to elevate the stakes. Uh, add add a title to this potential feud down the road. Oh. I don't think any fan is going to be disappointed by that, man. The, the 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 feedback that we're getting, what we're seeing on social, the way you and I feel mm-hmm. about it, and you know, again, you and I talk about this a lot, man. When you have, it's one thing to be just surprised and blown right. away by a match, you know, without huge expectations. But when you when you have this build up, I mean, and again. Sports Illustrated, Sporting News, Busted Open, Newspapers Galore, uh, everybody talking about this match. But you and I personally felt we had so much invested in this in this feud, and we really believed in this feud. And we, dude, Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time trying to push the draw attention to the the naysayers that say that the AW's women the women's division doesn't cut the mustard and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude. Are you focusing on the right things? Because it know, feels right? like you're not. You know, you're, it feels like you're missing this this absolute diamond. Um, it blows me away what they were capable of tonight. So I think AEW needs to go all in on this. I think that they need to continue to milk this feud. I don't think any fan is going to be disappointed if they eventually add a title to the stipulation here, um, long term. Yeah. Um, before we get out of this, I w- also want to say, bro, thank you for recognizing that Brit. Has in her in her game in her in ring game, Brick gets a lot of criticism, right? For um for being a personality, but not being able to like kind of go in the ring. Those people need to be quiet. I mean, not I'm not I don't want to be like one of those people who just say if you don't agree with me, then shut up. But honestly, you watch the growth and the the maturation of her move set. Um, and as a fan of hers, just the power that she's been able to start to display. She was meeting Thunder blow for blow tonight, and and, and that's a huge compliment because mm-hmm. I truly do agree with USPD. I don't know if I have seen a professional, a woman's wrestler, break onto the scene and and immediately become my like one of my absolute favorites, like like Thunder Rosa has done. I mean, immediately when we saw her, we were like, yeah, this 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 woman is got it, legit, got right? it all. Um. There was no like growth curve with her or having to come right. around under, and so much of that is because of the the pace that she pushes and the and the, 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 the just brutality of her strikes. Yes. So SPD, I I think that both these women absolutely dominated tonight. I think you know Britt tends to shine a lot when it comes to as you mentioned, looking in the camera, knowing how to play the audience, knowing how to perform and and really build up a match, talk trash. Always catching the fans yeah. and, the, and the eyes of the of the audience. Um, both of these women absolutely put on a show tonight, and it's going to be one of those matches that I think you know we've said it a few times already this year. SPD man, match of the year candidate, match of the year candidate. I don't know, man. I don't know how it gets bigger than that. These women, they delivered and then some. I mean, you said it absolutely best, and we're we're doing things out of order today just because it is so important of a night and and this was there was no we couldn't decide both women 
this is the only photo I have of both of them face to face. Are their top performers of the night? I mean, they First are. Time ever. <laughs> they First are. Time ever for us. Stole the show, brought the house down, set the bar, like you said, Brian. They they set the bar moving forward for women's main events. And you know, right now I don't cle see a clear feud that is main event worthy right now in the women's division. You know, they have a very strong division. Period. But th this feud was the absolute home run feud of the women's division and they delivered so much and wow i mean thunder rosa Britt baker top performers of the night by both spd and crayfish easily said and done i mean we could talk spend a whole hour i um, honestly i'm i was tempted to just say hey bro like let's just have this a uh, uh, main event <laughs> show let's just chat about how much we loved it well we're gonna read hear read that, this up on friday night flights for sure if you want to hear that go back and watch our hype video i was i was really proud of that every time i watched yeah. it we were pushing it on social it gave me goosebumps just hearing it bro because it's like it was it was a story of dynamite download it was the story of of us as a group like and how we kind of mirrored that our growth has been all about this feud, man. We believe in this feud. We love this feud. Um, this is the feud in wrestling to me. I, I watch, I watch everything, bro. I yeah. watch everything. And I, I don't know how it gets better than this. It be, like the heel and face dynamic is perfectly executed. Um, yep. Everything about this, it's stars. We talk about it all the time. Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And when you have two equally incredible performers that are both in, just com in, just compelling at what they yep. do, um, it does. That's what professional wrestling is about: playing off of our Absolutely. emotions, getting us engaged, getting us involved. We at Dynamite Download, we were split down the middle of who we were rooting for. We didn't. We, <laughs> we, we, we were torn. And that's what that's that's what makes it fun, man. That's what pulls us back into when we were kids. This this feud is what all feuds should strive to be. Period. And, and I, well I, I we, read, we read you know a lot of stuff SPD going into this week, but I feel like this feud had a lot of people buzzing. That said, bro, um, you know I think that we're starting to see a new feud starting to grow some of those seeds we always talk about the breadcrumbs and things like that the seeds are being planted this cody versus penta match yeah i'm not done with this match either bro i want to see no cody versus Penta part two especially with the way this match ended right i mean penta penta seemed to be very aggressive early on um mm -hmm. really seemed to have have cody kind of where he wanted him cody quickly seemed to take advantage Penta sort of not putting Cody away. And I don't know if that's a testimony to Cody and his guts or if it's right. if Penta was overly confident and kind of uh, trying to rub a little salt in the wound of Cody, kind of <laughs> reminding him of who he is, the Lord of Lucha Libre. Um, SPD, dive in, man. Tell me, was this an, an elite or delete out of you? And, and what were some of the highlights of this match? Yeah, it was definitely the lead out of me for sure because I, I just love you know Penta, of course, um, you know the his his just showboating. You know, I said I was like, who had a better strut today than you know Penta or Kenny Omega? So they they both had these like like cocky little struts coming out. Yeah, and you know Penta, there's so many like memes and so many photos and poses. I love how you know we talked about showboating before with kind of like the Japanese wrestlers Makito and all that. But like this little showboating to me is like super fun. You know, like these photos 
<laughs> photos of Penta, absolutely. And you know, the only gripe I have of the match was like the the piped in kind of booing and cheering. You missed the raw chops from Penta that we love so much. You know, he had these chops, and Cody just stood up and took him. He's like, "Give me another one." Um, but it was they did a great job of hyping the match, kind of throwing mm -hmm. it back to Revolution and things like that. And so. I, I thought that was a, a really fun match and it was a brutal high energy start. You know, they started right off the gate and, you know, the vicious arm bar by uh, Penta at the end and then a quick roll up finish by Cody. Um, I am still, and I don't know how, if I ever will be a fan of the roll ups. And we saw two roll up finishes today by two superstars, two ex champions, Cody and Mox both had roll up yep. finishes and, I think roll-ups, they're better than that. You know, people are better than that for sure. So uh, I, I I like the match overall, you know, and, and Cody win. But the the story, like you said, the growing story of the Nightmare family coming out and then the QT Marshall kind of twist or like what's going to happen with that. And then you have, you know, Penta kind of teasing them um, as well as the way out. But, you know, he's still walking out of the – walking in and out of the babyface tunnel. So I don't know. When you beat someone up after the match – to me, that's that's the heel move. That's like the the textbook one hundred and one turn and face to heel. Like Scorpio just did that, and he really um, threw the gauntlet down. And so, but the I just like their pairing together. You know, it, it's fun uh, that they paired in together like that. And um, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where this goes. And maybe a nightmare family death golden trial down the line on on that. So. Yeah, I mean, you know me. Um, I'm going to say this first, right? I yeah. think that if they could have three tunnels and just the middle tunnel <laughs> be guys who don't give a crap about heel or face, I think Lance Archer and Penta would be the first two to strut through <laughs> the, that one because I All think right. that Penta sort of has that same mentality and he has his entire career. Uh, love me or hate me, I don't I don't really care. Um, I'm here to hurt people and to win championships and I'm going to have fun doing it. And I think that that's Penta's MO. It's been his MO his entire career, really. Um, yes, he can lean one way or the other, sometimes a little bit more, uh, particularly when depending on who his opponents are. Um, definitely you're seeing more of that heel tendency coming out against Cody, who is the ultimate babyface, the ultimate uh, yeah. good guy. Cody is such an amazing person inside and out the ring. I mean, some of the stuff that we've seen on social with him uh, kind of reaching out and helping uh, children who are disadvantaged and, and things like that, really inspiring and, made, and reminded me of you and your pick of him being your number one pick if you could oh. start a company. Um, exactly. Just the ambassador he is. Um, and it's easy to root for him, especially mm -hmm. in a match like this when he's going against a guy like Penta who, you know, I think tends to lean into that, like, that brutality and that violence and almost to a point when he's scary. I mean, he has stuff like this. And, dude, like, imagine if you and I weren't in our 30s and we were maybe, like, seven years old and you saw a dude like this. You'd be terrified. I mean, Penta, Penta brings some fear to, like, when he's – his whole persona um, – He's been to hell and back. I mean, mm -hmm. Penta Dark, he's been through some dark stuff in his in his career, brother. Um, I don't know. I think that – I will say this, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know that we don't love roll-ups here as yeah. a rule. I don't think that AEW has shown a tendency to, to lean into the roll-up finish. Um, I think, you know, especially if you get accustomed to what WWE has pr produced over the yeah. years, AEW's – ratio of using those kind of tropes has been much more palatable as a fan yeah in this instance 
Um, I think that this is the beginning of a feud. And I think okay. that this was clearly two men who have a lot of pride. And this is one of the things that mm-hmm. I talked about on social all week is, you know, these two men take a lot of pride in what they do. They, they both have had long storied careers. They both in their own right have a lot. I mean, they both have been world champions. They've been champions at all different levels. Um, you have right. to respect the path that they've both had very different paths to get here. But two men that have bet on themselves, two men that have a lot of pride in who they are, will not back down from anybody. I think that this has got a lot of legs to it. And I think that both of these guys can push each other to another level. We talk a lot about that iron sharpens iron. I think that both of these guys are are absolute pros. Um, I want to see more of this, especially with what we talked about with Cody and the the shoulder. I mean, we've been talking about Cody's shoulder for weeks now. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's such a perfect natural target for a guy like Penta who, again, we saw attack Cody after the match, and it he has that instant bullseye for, for Penta mm-hmm. to go after. I think that the roll-up finish, SPD, helps kind of protect this feud. And if we see that happen more, yes, I can understand being frustrated. But in this instance, I understood why it was utilized because it, it, it was one of those back-and-forth matches. You didn't know who was going to win. You can yep. see both of these were equally matched foes. And it was going to be one of those like split second things. Who's going to get? Who's going to get the better? You know, who's going to get yeah. the better of this one in this go around? Um, the the post match antics, SPD. Yeah, very interesting. What do you think about where how that how that plays going forward? I have no idea, honestly. I mean, it's like two different feuds in one. You know, what's going on with QT? Um, yeah, and what's going on with with Penta? You know. Um, Maybe, you know, Goldust and Penta would be a kind of cool matchup. Not Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, you know, <laughs> uh, would be a cool matchup to see, mm-hmm. you know, Dustin back in the ring. And then maybe QT kind of having some kind of like turn on that. Um, I don't I don't really per se want to see like QT and Penta team up in any aspect. That doesn't have any draw for me as of right now, but maybe it'll play out later. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I don't, I don't want this DM because those are two stars and two of my favorites, Cody Rhodes and Penta El Cero. Um, Yero, so um, I'm happy for it and continuing on. And it was a great start to the show. Um, and what followed that was was very interesting. You know, the Young Bucks were starting to cut a promo and they started to cut a fiery promo against, you know, Pac and uh, Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then Don Callis comes out. And he really stole the show, really. He he interrupted the Young Bucks, and he's saying that Don killed, the, you know, the, that they killed their careers, you know, <laughs> recently, and that they're just another tag team with fancy tights. And this this was a very quick screen grab of don't slap the leg when kicking. You know, there was a hilarious part on BT this past week where Matt Hardy fined uh, the young bucks for yes. slapping their leg with a mat or uh, with a, a joke. You know, when you're laughing, if you slap your leg, you yep. know, fine. so that was just absolutely hilarious. The, the, the pot shots at, at that the competition, and this is you know, this was controversial, right? Like, yeah. both, both companies are starting to AEW and WWE are definitely taking more pot shots at each other. Yeah, I think it's play, it's all in good fun, you know, there's there's some of that. But this definitely went into that, you know, kind of digging at what WWE's been doing, like that new rule that they have with no no slaps, no leg slaps on all your kicks. It, it's almost like 
they, they, they WWE is like, do not be, do not model yourself after the Young Bucks. Period. We don't want you to be anything like the Young Bucks. And and, and, it, and so they definitely like are playing yeah. off of that. I think it's very funny. Um, Callis has been a big buzz on social media, brother. With yeah, his stuff great. On, an impact with on um, that promo with with Rich Swan. Um, the hype that he's building towards that Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan match has been great. Um, and dude, his his role has been absolutely pivotal yeah. in what in what's happening with the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers. I mean, all of this is the, the Invisible Hand <laughs> is certainly playing a pivotal role. It's been interesting to see. Absolutely, and and it was really great that this all tied into later in the show in the Eddie Kingston and Moxley and Good Brothers match, uh, which. We can actually let's just dive in right now a little out of order, you know, just because of the fact that we're, we're riding the high of that. And, you know, first and foremost, Eddie Kingston and, and Moxley cut this like great promo. It was kind of saying how like they're coming on our turf and we're going to lay down the law, you know, and, and you know, we're going to make you not feel welcome and all this stuff. And I thought the promo was good. And I mean, two of the best on the mic cutting an outstanding promo, I, you know, this team that you called, you know, when we saw them live um, in that six-man tag, that they could join forces of uh, ultimately. And before we dive into the match, it, it's nice how the Hardy, Hart, Matt Hardy, kind of tied in together. How Kingston is helping his friend now, and he's recruiting the Butcher and the Blade. So they're tying these storylines that that are making sense. Um, but this match, um, you know. Those two great guys in the mic to start off, and then when as soon as they come out, the Good Brothers attack them. You know, they started off the match attacking them, and they ended the match after the bell attacking. So it was a constant battle. Um, to me, this this match didn't hit as much as I wanted it to hit. Um, the The bigger story was the post match uh, yes. antics. You yes. know, I expected more out of this match out of them. You know, still trying to be generous and inter- it was entertaining for sure, but. The Good Brothers just rub me the wrong way, and I think they they rub a lot of AEW fans the wrong way, and they're doing their part doing that. You know, it's one of those true heels. Like we can appreciate MJF, we can appreciate Britt Baker, you know, for the for that aspect, but just like for some reason, anyone brothers, someone, I, yeah, right. And it's really elevating Kenny into a really just nasty heel because of that, even more. And I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan, but him associated with the good brothers is just making him just so Detested. hated yeah. and unliked. But mm-hmm. with him with Don Callis, Don Callis is one of those like heels you love. And it's funny because how much Tony Schiavone and then now seem just hate Don Callis, you know, they're calling him like so many names on commentary as well. Um, but there was, a, you know, it was it was a hard hitting match and physical. I like that part, but just the roll up finish by Moxley. You know, even if he did a just his paradigm shift is a is an awesome finisher. You know, like you said, it is protecting that people though. It's protecting the ex champs. You know, they just recently lost the belts on Impact, but I still think they they should have uh, hit the finisher to to win it. Um, and then you had Kenny Omega coming out strutting, looking all fancy, and then the absolute beatdown, um, and then all the post match shenanigans. So to me, this match. Honestly, it was a delete match for me, but the overall segment and, and the longer story, long-term storytelling was elite because I'm excited for what's in store with the Young Bucks, hoping they will super kick the Good Brothers way back to, to <laughs> Tennessee, back to Impact Wrestling, 
and it was some great stuff, man. They come out to protect Mox to stop it, and then he gets they get in the they don't put up the two sweet. They get in the face of Kenny, and it was just a great way adding a quick pivot away from the former inner circle into you know maybe a possibly a feud with the Good Brothers and anything like that. So that part was was a home run for sure. Yeah, um, I I think like you know watching this all play out. It took me back to the to the first night when we saw the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks, Kenny, mm-hmm. all of them, you know, the reunion of the Bullet Club. It took yeah. me back all the way back then. And it made me kind of reminded me of my first <clears throat> reaction and inclination of what I thought where I thought the story would go. And <clears throat> it over the course of the weeks, it's it's kind of played out that way. And I see it happening. Tonight was an absolute perfect example of of i think mm-hmm. it's starting to really unfold for everyone to see this is the morality play um this is a, this is you have the young bucks who are the good the good angel on one shoulder <clears throat> and the good brothers are the 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 devil on the other shoulder of kenny omega yeah. well put. And it's so obvious that that don Callis has in a lot of ways tried very hard to squeeze the young bucks out of the picture um, yeah. allowing him to then corrupt Kenny further. Um, and when, anytime that we're, anytime that we're surround, you know, this is something I tend to believe in as a personal philosophy. You are an average of the five people that you, you spend True. time with in your life. And mm-hmm. so when you, when you eliminate the good guy, the young bucks have had their share of ups and downs over the course of, but they, at the end, at their core, share a lot of good, have a lot of good values and tend to be the ones that have always helped Kenny guide Kenny yeah. in the right direction. Um, when you, when you get rid of those people from the equation, all of mm-hmm. a sudden that average goes a lot further down for Kenny when it comes to his morality. It's just a bad, he's, he, you've seen what he's capable of doing tonight with what he was doing after the match. Um, <laughs> what they were going to do to Mox with oh, I mean, gosh, that saw, brutal. in the chair like that. Um, yeah. Taking taking Kingston out like like they did, um, just a, a despicable action. Very despicable. I mean, really, like I mean, it's it just like like you said, for the DMD. There's the charisma. There's the there's that star power with MJF and Pinnacle now. To, like there's no doubt. I mean, you know, I love seeing that. I'm an FTR fanboy. I love seeing what they're doing with Pinnacle. But this is an example with the Good Brothers and Kenny that even though we can respect what Kenny do, can do in the ring, um, and we can respect the importance that the Good Brothers have had to really building the whole Bullet Club brand, we can respect those things. But it's very we're starting to really easily lose our respect for how they conduct themselves. Very it's, yeah. every time we see them on screen, there's very much that cringe factor of like these guys are just bad dudes, man. They're not like bad guys who are funny and like cool and charismatic. They're just bad guys. Right. And they're very much in it for themselves. Um, more than willing to like cut other people down and embarrass other people and do sort of things like that for their own gain. Um, right. So I, I feel like they're doing exactly what they need to do. They're, they're building a detestable Kenny Omega um, to, and they've leaned in on his use of the good brothers and, and mm-hmm. Don Callis and things like that. So that when he ultimately is dethroned as the champion, that 
that culmination that of of a, a hero's journey to overcome Kenny, the the evil Kenny, is going to be a beautiful thing. I think we, I believe it's going to be Hangman. I think a lot of fans see that too. Wow. Um, but I, I just think that the story is is building towards that, and I think that that would be the ultimate like hero's moment for for oh, Hangman. Um, that said, dude, like this match, my biggest takeaway from it um, was post match as well, yeah. and, and so. I don't know. I, I've, I'm going to – unfortunately, I'm going to agree with you. This is a de- delete for me as well. Um, Moxley's offense just wasn't hitting the way that I, I'm used to seeing um, him hit in AEW. It, right. Something that reminded me, unfortunately, of some of his run in, in, in WWE. Some of the, like the, His offense just wasn't as physical. And, 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 again, I hate to be like saying that fresh off the heels of the dude going through hell oh, and bash. Um, the fact he's back in the ring so soon. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, Brutal. he should honestly not even be out there. So I have to give the man credit for even being out there. Um, right. I just, I, I, I view this one, the match itself is sort of a delete for me. Unfortunately, the Good Brothers, I struggle with with their in ring work a little bit sometimes too. Um, but I love the post match stuff, and I think yep. that Kingston, Kingston and Moxley are a great pairing in that they are so good at drawing us in as, as, as like the emotional element of a story um both those guys are incredible kingston's selling of the leg injury after the match um was was really compelling stuff man so i think that they're onto something you have two bitter rivals that have earned each other's respect and are are in in it together now Mm -hmm. just to see where that goes man uh yeah i'm anxious as well so i mean they're all those that group of people obviously are clearly main eventers and that's, there's so many different side feuds going on. And that's very exciting in the time right now in fresh feuds as well. Yeah. And uh, speaking of fresh, we just saw, I mean, we saw for the first time tonight, uh, Jade Cargill's first singles action. You know, this is, she's not from the indie scene. She's, she's completely new to wrestling and you know, her match was with Shaq was absolutely perfect and and the way she was portrayed and i absolutely loved it and um you know i loved her slow kind of methodical entrance it was like dark in there and she was walking in the ring slow and you know she hops over the the top rope and she just looks like an absolute superhero you know this this squash match needed to happen you know kind of like i said last week with cody and his squash and setting up a feud it doesn't seem like you know the feud with velvet's over after the match because she got in her face but you know her ring, her in-ring moves that she did show tonight, her finish and the release German suplex, and she pops up off her back. I was like, "Dang, man, you are." I mean, we knew it, and I'm sure the rest of everyone knows. Like, she's a star, and yeah, you know, she's, I got, think she's got no, it all. Yeah, I think you know from the minute you see this, like CJ, um, it becomes evident that, like, all right, like she's got the confidence, she's got the look, she's got it all. I mean, she's got that that it factor. Yeah. Like, all right, like. This is a star, right? And yeah. so, you know, I think that it's especially on in the internet wrestling community, it's kind of cool to see when like more, like almost universally everybody is like, yeah, yeah, Jade's awesome. <laughs> like Jade, yeah, yeah, nothing controversial to say. It's just great to see stuff like that. Um, I, I think that like, you know, I said it from the get-go, brother. They need to give her like that Brock Lesnar treatment. They need to give her that, like make her feet like feed into that that special 
aura mm-hmm. that, that Jade has about her, dude. Just just feed into that. Make her a dominant presence. Just have her just destroy people. Um, have her have these dominant performances that really makes it – I mean, Danny Jordan is somebody who I, – I mean, I kind of dig those like those um, – undercard women's division talents that AEW is starting to, to build. You know, I, I was like, I pushed mm-hmm. to get us to get Maddie Rinkowski on the show. I've always kind of had that eye for the, the, the young up and coming yeah. talents. I like Danny Jordan. I think that she's obviously, she's funny and she's definitely was baiting Jade on social, <laughs> um, but she got beat pretty convincingly in this match. For and, sure. and, and like you said, that's exactly what we need to see out of Jade. We need to see Jade just really become sort of the the uncrowned women's champion, right? Like where there needs to be this mm. eventual groundswell of like, dude, like, okay, like, yeah, there's a champion, but like there's no woman more dominant than Jade. Let, 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 let's just get let not get it twisted. So I think the AW needs to sl- continue to do what they're doing. Um, Tony has shown he's he knows he knows how to build a long-term feuds. Right. He's done a great job with that. I think that they need to continue to do that. And we saw Jade you know, again, sitting in the stands, feet up, chilling, smiling, watching Britt versus Thunder, t- watching those women tear each other up. I think the post-match stuff with Velvet, dude, again, there are a lot of things that I remember from that interview with Thunder Rosa, and we were blessed to be able to talk to her, and we hope to talk to her again soon. I think that Thunder is one of – we, we here at Dynamite Download, we love Thunder Rosa, and we are, we are mm-hmm. unapologetic about that love for Thunder. <laughs> But one of the things that Thunder said in that interview was, guys, you don't know how good Red Velvet is. Um, and, and and I think that when AW, if AEW uses her correctly, right. they can have a real star on their hands. And at the time, when we interviewed her, it was like Red Velvet was not in these hot, this, this hot feud with Jade Cargill. No, no. It, it's easy to forget, but Red Velvet was on a quite a long losing streak last year. And for her to say that, it kind of was like one of those jarring moments. It was not a name that I was expecting. But ever since the calendar has turned over to 2021, Fresh we've start. really seen what Red Velvet can do. There's a lot of confidence there. There's that spunk, that natural baby face where she's, you know, she's not going to back down from anybody. She might be right. smaller than you. She might not have the muscles that you have and all that stuff, but she's not backing down. And, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we love in that plucky baby face. And I think that they have something good here with this feud. I hope that one continues to build up. It would be nice to see Velvet go after her again. I don't know, man. It certainly felt like this one is is not over with, right? Yeah, and that's that's okay. You know, keep that comfortableness and the, the feud going and push it forward. Um, for at least you can build it for a few more weeks, have Jay do a few squash matches to keep establishing her and then, and have another one-on-one match and really establish her against a, a, a person, you know, a hot baby face like red velvet is right now. But man, th- this next segment was the absolute, my favorite segment of the night, you know, overall moment obviously was a women's match, but the pinnacle have arrived and man, first they show this early on in the show coming off the private jet, looking all badass in their suits. And then we got to hear them in the ring. And, you know, when Tolly grabbed the mic, I was like, okay, he's spitting fire. This was the best I've seen, uh, Tolly and listen to him in AEW. you know, he's, he's got some promos and stuff with FTR, but like, the, the passion that he was doing. I think this was the, by far the best that we, that I have seen him and the most I've liked him on the mic, but then you finally, you're getting, you're just leading up to the main course. You know, he was just this appetizer, just this little nibble. And then all of a sudden MJF just is just 
fired up more than ever. And before I talk about that, I just got to ask him, man, MJF, man, where did you get that spray tan? Because that spray tan was killer, man. It was like running down your neck and your ears are all orange, man. You're looking like a Muppet. So, uh, you know, I hope you, hopefully you, you, you must've got a discount coupon and your uh -oh. coupon book with that spray oh, tan. <laughs> oh, but anyways, spray tan aside, man, I absolutely loved what he had to say. I mean, they looked like a, a, such a powerhouse faction all wearing suits and mjf going one by one you know this is warlow the best big man in the business today the the number one insurance then sean spears calling him the cha chairman and ftr you know the best you know the grand slam champions um it's just how they're gonna they're gonna take this you know mjf is going to take this feud with the inner circle and jericho to the absolute next level man he went low on jericho he talked about his weight he talked about his hairline. He talked about his wide pecs. Like, I mean, he is going woof. And yeah. now he said that, like, this, since day one, MJF has been, his goal was to break up the inner circle. And he's been developing this inner circle for a while or, hit, you know, hit the pinnacle group for a while. And, oh, my gosh, man, this is just so exciting. I was so excited to see what what was going to come out of this. And, and MJF consistently gives us A plus golden promos week in and week out, but this was just another level. And like, it's just amazing how he can just keep giving us more and more and more hate and just passion. And and I, it, it's saying he's going to be the goat that they're talking about, not Jericho. I mean, I can't believe this person at age twenty four is accomplishing what he is at that age it's just it's truly unbelievable and it's going to be an exciting time to watch i mean this group is full of i mean ftr cuts a mean promo totally cuts a mean promo spears you know we haven't heard wardlow that much but i mean this group is so well diverse and we're going to see a, our first taste of them next week and and a common mentality right like just bad dudes who respect yeah. respect like the game yeah. um I think it's I think it's so awesome to see FTR and MJF together given what students of the game those guys are. Um yep. and it's obvious to me you, you were talking up Tully, dude. Like that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Um Dax and Cash have spent a lot of time in AEW, I think pouring a lot of love and respect and building up that man's confidence. Mm -hmm. Um it, you could tell it, it's been personal to them that they see and they're working alongside someone that they idolized. And yeah. I think that, you know, we've seen some of the things like this happen before in, in the past with, with Ric Flair and evolution, where you get, where you get those, you hit those like moments where you see, you know, a, a, a legend that maybe wasn't getting the respect and, and love that they should have got immediately thrust back into the spotlight and and active wrestlers active performers reminding the audience that without this guy there's none of this and, and i think that that sort of passion you can't replicate that dude like you you can't like there's just there's something special about the the like the authenticity of that passion. Like you could cut a great promo, but if you're not feeling it in your heart, the mm -hmm. audience is going to know. And I think that like you could see what FTR, this drive and this newfound motivation that they have with making sure people put respect 
on their name and on Tully's name on the horseman. And and I think that the pinnacle is a phenomenal name for this group. Yes. Given the horseman vibes. I'm glad that they 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 kind of navigated that really well. And they they really it classifies this group in a perfect way. Guys that have reached the top really love it. I thought that they looked like a million bucks spray tan aside. I thought the suits <laughs> all looked phenomenal. Strutting off that private spray jet. Gym. That's what we like to see in our like superstar heels, dude. Like confidence, absolutely oozing out of every pore. They all looked like a million bucks, dude. Wardlow, yeah. dude, the Wardlow was just like, but he had the deep V going. My man was <laughs> like, he was pumped. You could tell. Um, no, dude, I thought that, and, I, and listening to MJF cut that that fiery promo, and then, and then taking it backstage and physically removing the inner circle's nameplate from their yeah, locker room, low blow, putting the pinnacle nameplate on there. Just, I mean, continuing to make, like you said, dude, just making it more and more personal. Um, I don't know about you, but I I think that this feud with between Pinnacle and, and Inner Circle. FTR versus Proud and Powerful. I mean, there's so much stuff that I can't wait to see. Um, really going to be exciting to watch where this goes, bro. I, I think Wardlow versus Hager is obviously on the, on the table. Sean Spears putting Sammy's face through a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that he's going to want a part of him, but Sammy's going to want his piece of MJF too, man. There's just so much to like where this is going. Like you, As soon as we saw the pinnacle get announced, you said it, dude. Like This is immediately – Six to eight months worth of great television, without yep. question. Just immediately, you know, with the talent involved, when you got guys like on the inner circle, I mean, that group stacked top to bottom, and then you have this group. Sure. No denying this is going to be a home run. This feud is going to be phenomenal. And at some point, um, you know, they're really – there needs to be gold around the waist of these guys, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the pinnacle. They're going to – I think that they made it very clear they're going to take what they want. I want to see them have some eyes on the gold, bro. Yeah, that would be uh, fun, especially I think it works well with like the TNT championship because, you know, just being the TV and on TV and on TV. So, um, but that's just a whole nother, it'd be too quick to tie it in, but, or even to to take the tag titles back somehow. So uh, something like that would be worthwhile for sure. Um, Speaking of tag matches though, we had a massive, 10-man tag match between essentially we're, we're getting the the hardy empire versus jurassic express and bear country and you know hardy is just i think he's just rising week in and week out with his bte stuff and his in-ring stuff and his promos like his, i really liked his promo of how he is building an empire and um the star power in this match you know we we love all the performers in this match it, it was a great testament to that but to me, the match really didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit. Mm. And um, right away, like it seemed to look kind of a little chaotic. And the picture in picture extreme hurt this one a lot to me. It hurt. It was a lot. Um, you know, we did have some some great points of the match that I, I thought were standouts. Um, Marco Stunt really was in the ring the most, and he took a lot of the brutality, which is kind of funny. The twist but, of fate. Um, the twist yeah. of fate that, that Matt gave Marco. Marco, to his credit, man, he sold that so well, dude. Yeah. He literally got like he got murked. It was it was <laughs> like I mean he got, he looked like he almost took a pile driver with the way that he landed with that twist of fate. One of the Jeez. best twist of fates I've seen. I, I love that. I love I love how Matt was leaning into again. Like 
more than happy to take the W out of all the guys in this ring. You know, he could have gone against Jungle Jungle Boy, who we've seen the snare yeah. trap quickly becoming one of the more lethal finishers in, in AEW. Yeah. Luchasaurus, Bear Country, of course, none of them. Matt right. focusing on Marco, typical heel, like just sneaky, like conniving bad guy mm-hmm. stuff. I love that. I love that out of Matt. I thought that was very well played. Um, I I still, you know, I think that Bear Country versus Butcher and Blade, you're, you're getting, I think what you're seeing there is power versus power. And you really yeah. are trying to establish Bear Country as, as kind of that powerhouse babyface ta- tag team. So mm-hmm. I understand what they're doing. Um, to me, the the lack of chemistry, I think, between Jurassic Express and Bear Country and what we saw that kind of at the end of the match, after the match, those guys were yep. kind of bickering. Um, that kind of hurt, I think, the overall flow of this one for me. I, I actually really am intrigued by the Hardy Empire, as you put it. I like yep. that. Um, I like – I really, really, really like what we've seen on a private party. Ever since yeah. Matt – They're um, doing some great being, stuff. Leaning into this heel stuff, dude, Isaiah Cassidy and, and, and Mark Queen are, are doing great stuff. So mm-hmm. I like where we're going from that, from like a um, so, sort of a character development standpoint. I'm still curious to see how those two different tag teams – gel together going forward are they gonna get along or is there gonna be some jealousy from from private party um you're kind of used to being matt hardy's yeah. boys I, i'm intrigued to see where that goes um i i am kind of very curious about where they go with jurassic express from here because it feels like to me um jungle boys had some moments that have jumped out especially with the ftr feud mm-hmm that man, does it feel like this kid is is ready for some some bigger showcase? And, and I don't know if his character has a lot of direction right now. Um, I want that for him. I want that for his, for him. And I and I, I want to see those guys get kind of refocused because right now I don't know where they're going after that yeah. our feud. It feels kind of like they're meandering a little bit, and they're too yeah. talented. I know you love those guys. I'm preaching yeah. to the choir. It's like you telling me FTR is awesome, right? But, um, <laughs> but I think that AEW, although they have a ton of tag teams, you gotta you gotta start to establish where is Jurassic Express and where do they fall into the yeah. tag team division in here. So that's the one thing that I, I, I'm kind of curious about going forward out of this. I, I don't know what comes of it. Um, to me, I love Luchasaurus in this. I love Luchasaurus in this ring. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, you broke up a little bit for a second, but I was going to say, like, I loved Luchasaurus in the ring. I thought he was, like, a, a standout moment on that. And one of my favorite parts was when Butcher, you know, Luchasaurus went to headbutt Butcher, and he just, like, shook it off, and then he just, like, hit him back. And, like, it was so badass. He absorbed that uh, the headbutt so easily and just, like, a total badass. And then I'm like, damn, this guy, Butcher, and when he's in the ring, He's a scary, scary man, and his look and his ring in-ring worth is very impressive. So this pairing with Hardy, I'm anxious to be have them essentially kind of maybe do like their debt collecting and things like that. They are, we love TH2, but they are more of a, they are hired, hired bounties, like they've always said, and essentially they're hired bounties. So to really lean into You're that. Right. That goes back to the very origins of their characters, right? And yeah. then, like that, and you know, Butcher has like, you know, we've learned a lot about Butcher and their like yeah. the origins of Butcher and Blade. 
Um, it goes back to the very origins of their character. It goes, I mean, whether and it also plays very smartly, like you said, SPD, it plays very smartly with Kingston now not not really being the not looking for mercenaries for hire. He's he's got a more personal thing going on with Moxley, yeah. a friendship based thing. So it, it leaves these bounty hunters kind of free agents. And yeah. if you're Matt Hardy, yeah, I mean, you know, there's not. I, I love me some dirtbag Jack Evans. I think that. Right. And Helico and 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 Jack, we always get robbed of seeing their entrance. It drives me nuts. It, I, like, I, I love their entrance. It's the best and one of the best in AEW. But I think that like, if you're Matt, I get it. If Butcher and Blade are there and they're available, I think that if we could see um, the the writing on the wall, why not throw a little extra coin and try? Even though you're broke, you know you're losing your you're losing your first quarter earnings. Go after those guys. You got two powerhouses. I mean, we always talk about Butch being a, a powerhouse and a bad dude, you know. And, and I love how quick and sudden his offense is for a yeah. big fella. Um, but Blade is Blade's shredded, dude. I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, Blade is. We you always talk about pound for pound strongest wrestlers in AEW, and I love I love your takes on that because you're the powerhouse of the Dynamite Download team. Powerhouse but, SPD. That's right. And um, absolute crayfish. Absolute crayfish and powerhouse SPD. I, I, but I, I got to say, I, I like what uh, – <laughs> I, I think that, like, Blade, when you see that dude, pound for pound, he looks like he's he could match up with pretty much anybody in this company. I mean, that dude is absolutely shredded. And his offense – Shows it. I mean, yeah. he doesn't really struggle when he's going to get when he's in the ring with the guys like Bear Country. He looks like he can hang, and he does. So yeah. I think that they got something there. I'm intrigued to see where that goes. You know, we'll be watching on BTE to see more segments and to see how those those teams interact with each other. <laughs> Absolutely, man. The, the BTE stuff is just pure gold. Every single week, man, it gets better and better. And now that you mentioned it, I think we should. It's only right that we talked about it, the TH2, um, you know, that we got robbed the entrance, the any helico and Ray Phoenix match. And this wasn't an advertised one, and I think it should have been because I this these two guys together, like in the ring, like I think they, their styles just clash so well, you know, and um, the great chemistry and the announced teams did a great job hyping Angelico's skills. And, and Phoenix's skills, and you know, I wanted more out of this. I felt like they they could tell like such a longer story um, mm -hmm. with these two teams. You know, Pac and Phoenix versus TH2 would be a good match. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was a nice single spot that we got to see Angelico in. Um, it wasn't that long, but it, it it gave it fit right in the card as like this filler match. And I have to look back on some of the things. I feel like maybe Ray Phoenix is kind of like on an iron man streak because i don't remember the last time he wasn't wrestling on dynamite i mean in some aspect I mean, he's been on dynamite time and time again and we'll have to go we'll go back and look i'll have to look on the stat sheet of you know wrestling log or match logs but i feel like i was thinking of that to him like man this guy is an iron man it usually it's like cody and he's going on a pretty good streak of you know every tv or pay-per-view like the past at least five or six i think televised events he's been on but um yeah that's right mind runner no angelical shuffle is a sad he's match. blocked out mitch is hiding he doesn't want <laughs> any part of this he's he's sad. so no this match I, I i just want more i wanted more of it 
I enjoyed it. Ray Phoenix is one of my favorite wrestlers, and TH2 are quickly becoming more and more popular among I keep my favorite tag teams. <laughs> so this match wasn't elite. It had its place. Yeah, it, this match wasn't elite for me just because of the sheer talent. Um, it would be like a home run match. I mean, it could go for like 20 minutes and be like a great match if they had the opportunity to tell the story, and I hope we can get that down the line. Even if they throw these two guys on elevation or dark, like they'll get the time they want and need yeah. to tell the story. I think That's it'll a be a great. So I think going forward, I, I, I hope it's not just like a one and done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a great point by you. Maybe put one on one match again in the future with these guys, or or a tag match with TH two and, yeah. and Pac and Phoenix. I think that would be a great call. I think, um, you know, you know that both of those like you got to have when you put Phoenix and Pac in the ring, you have to have people who can go with them either as a base, big men base, or guys who can kind of keep up yeah. with that that high speed that lucha libre style. So <clears throat> I think the TH two is a great. Uh, foil for them in that and, and obviously yes Pac and phoenix are on a whole on a whole nother tier or a whole nother level in the aw landscape yeah. but i think when it comes into in-ring work i think that those two teams could work really well together um phoenix and, and angelico great great smooth match um i don't think anytime phoenix is in the ring dude I, I honestly don't know how you could criticize that guy he's just absolutely a joy to watch oh so, my gosh yeah. I think this one was an elite for me. We'll keep it short and sweet. I don't really think that um, it needs to go beyond that. I think that these guys were – they delivered. It was a good match. You continue you continue to keep Pac and Phoenix on, in the spotlight. I mm -hmm. talked to you about it earlier. I was so – I was grinning ear to ear the potential of the Golden Triangle to potentially happen. I'm very excited about this. In case you haven't noticed, Pac is the number one contender um, in the rankings. Please tell us. Um, and – yeah, so Pac's the number one contender in the singles division, and Ray Phoenix and and Pac are the number one contenders for the tag titles. So Ooh. I'm all for Pac just being – I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know he's my guy. He's my favorite wrestler in the whole world. I love it. So I think that would be fantastic. I would all be um, geeking out about where they're going with him and continuing to push those guys. Those guys need to be fo focused on more and more. We were robbed of the death triangle in 2020. Mm -hmm. The pandemic really ripped that away from us before it even got a chance to get off the ground. Yeah. I want to see them showcased week in and week out in some way, shape, or form. All three of those guys are such incredible performers. Um, I think Pac leads the way, but all three of them are absolutely incredible. And um, it, it, it was a great way to continue to assert their dominance and their rise up the ranks. So, yeah. um, Well said. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, for me, the, the, like when I look at rising up the ranks and where those rankings, like where those rankings are going, I, I honestly, I need, we need to talk about Lance Archer. Mm -hmm. I know he's a, I know he's a dynamite download staple. I know that he, he is a, an SPD favorite. What were your thoughts on, on, and, and it's been controversial, even in our little happy community. I know we've had <laughs> some people who are bummed out to see Lance get his, you know, focused in on an icon like Sting. You're seeing a little bit more uh, dark side of of the of the Murderhawk monster coming out in this one. Um, SPD, I'm gonna shut up, but I'm gonna let you talk about this segment with with Lance Archer because I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I loved when. Well, first off, you know. We are still getting the the typical sting and in promo and entrance, which is fine. It still hasn't gone stale, you know. Sorry, Lori, we we still love it absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you know, it made a 
it it gave me like yes all right great when darby was saying how he's only had three title defenses since november and i was like all right finally like i was preaching that along i'm like this guy barely barely defends this title and yep. now he's going to try to turn it into a, a open challenge any challenge of dark order where you know the greatest tnt champion Brody lee uh where it lived for a while and so that verse him and john silver is going to be absolutely money silver and gold but anyways lance archer uh, it surprised me man he he cut an awesome promo it's like murder hawk time all the time he's gonna put darby in a coffin man he was spitting fire nonstop. i love the interruption of him and you know I, I do like jake jake the snake but honestly archer is so powerful on his own he doesn't need that side piece but it was it was fun and funny for um jake the snake to call darby a little weenie a little weenie <laughs> kind of like uh the best friends called ftr weenies and they put the made on the shirts but i did what i really got, got out of that was that the winds of winds of change are coming as jake the snake said and so we're i still don't know what they're going to do is he I, I hope ultimately he can dethrone darby for the tnt championship uh it was perfect timing of when he came out um and then this whole segment like so much came out of this segment. I mean, you had Darby talking about an open title. You had Lance and Jake the Snake spitting fire both at Darby and Sting mostly. Um, and then you had Team Taz come out, and which was we haven't seen Team Taz in a while. Um, and Brian Cage kind of, there's like turmoil with Team Taz. You know, he's, he's throwing out the respect to the icon Sting and saying he still got it even without the baseball bat. And the, the the cage twist was unexpected. And, you know, first Darby says that they, they closed the book on Team Taz, essentially. And now Team Taz is kind of getting in the face of Brian Cage and Brian Cage walking away from that. You know, I don't want to see Team Taz split up, but... No, but... What kind of what kind of inner, term, inner Taz, Team yeah. Taz turmoil are we going to see out of this? And it was nice for Cage to, Brian Cage to be like, you know... Um, let me talk, you know, I need to say this and all this stuff. And so finally we get to see him talk, you know, Starks and Taz have been taking the spotlight, which they should, they're excellent on the mic, but Cage can more than hold his own. Um, I don't know if we, I couldn't tell or I couldn't remember, but I don't know if we saw the FTW belt, maybe Cage, you know, you know, gets rid of the belt and said, I don't need this crap anymore and walks away from team Taz. I don't know where we go with this. I think it adds some more dynamic to Team Taz that's needed right now. And you're adding Archer in this somehow. So these are good transition feuds right now. And I'm excited for what, what they haven't been planned for us for the bigger picture. Yeah, well said. Um, you know, I think that we'll unpack it part by part real quick. Um, I think that for me, we look at Lance um, – we see to I we both see a guy who could be a world champion. We both see a guy yeah. who um, really has a take no prisoners mentality. Um, I've been th- I've been saying it for a long time now. Lance really has that. You could tell like his faith plays a role in his promos. Mm-hmm. Um, he has that biblical like revelations. Everybody dies. Re- that that just that hellfire and brimstone sort of um, poetic depth to his promos, the guy is very intelligent. And, yeah. um, he, you know, when you have an intelligent guy who is six foot nine, six ten, and can jump off the top rope, do a backflip and then choke slam somebody, you know, 10 feet in the air, I, there's, there's nothing that this guy can't do. And no. 
He's got the look. He's got the intensity. He's believable from a casual mm-hmm. viewer standpoint or from a diehard wrestling fan standpoint. This dude's yep. journey, if you know about his journey, you know what he's been through. You know what he's capable of. If you don't know about his journey, you look at this dude with a, with a braided long mohawk, <laughs> big badass biker looking dude. And you're like, all right, yeah, th- no doubt. This guy looks like a star, almost that Jade sure. Cargill thing where you, when you see him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think that Lance, uh, for me, I think what's going to end up happening is Lance is going to – I guess I called it. I, th- I think that Lance is going to end up brutalizing Sting um, mm-hmm. and it's gonna end up getting Darby off of his game and giving Lance a, giving Lance a title shot. Lance is going to – Lance is going to take – like go after the, that TNT title. I think that – and what's beautiful – about this is you kind of see the past, present, and future of TNT champions potentially here, where you can see, you know, uh, our you know our TNT title feuds, right? Where you see Cage was the the previous cha- challenger. You have the mm-hmm. current champion Darby and the future challenger and Lance all in one segment. I can see sort of that. We always talk about the way that the the AW likes to blend these characters together. That's the way I see it happening. I think that yeah. you kind of see Team Taz kind of maybe breaking away from that TNT title picture, a little more infighting between them. We, we saw Dark, Cage, and Starks working together against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela and sort of uh, Cage definitely carrying the weight of that team. We even saw that happen a lot. I told you when we were watching the street fight, yeah. man, like, like Starks was really uh, benefiting from that the machine taking so much attention and abuse throughout that yeah. fight. Um, you're starting to see some of that dissension. Hobbs is clearly um, trending up uh, as a young badass dude, man. I mean, his record is through like through the roof. Um, you watch what he's capable of. I think that you're going to start to see maybe a little bit more inner turmoil of Team Taz. That'll allow them to to slowly separate from the TNT title picture, which I'm good with, um, and it allows. Darby to eventually get to Lance, which I think is going to be a slow burn. I think yeah. it's a personal feud. It's going to be one where Lance does something to the stinger that causes Darby to to want to kind of get in, get in Lance's face. And 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 what a David Goliath battle that will be. Um, I also think that 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 although for I agree with you, SPD, Lance does not need Jake right at this point. I don't want to say anything bad about Jake the Snake. The man's a legend. No, he's great. Oh yeah, great. Having having Jake kind of there allows for that icon versus icon, legend versus legend status of Sting and Jake mm-hmm. to play in the background of the Lance and Darby feud moving forward. So I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff in that one. And, and what's crazy about Dynamite is that this feels like one of those moments that might get lost in the shuffle of this bigger Jeez, show, right? That's so crazy to say There's that. So much that happened. You see a potential Brian Cage face turn. You see the potential uh, inner turmoil and breaking apart of one of like of Team Taz. Yeah. Future, I mean, there's so much to unpack here, and it feels like one of those segments that it just like could get lost if you don't pay attention. So I, I don't know, man. I, I love the layers, the multitude of layers that AEW brings. This was a beautiful story to it. Um, great way to end the show is, is to dive into K- Christian Cage. He finally spoke, SPD. We, finally. One of those things, it felt like I saw it, um, I, we retweeted it on social. It felt like there was a competition of who's going to have the best promo it, it, on AEW Dynamite tonight. 
um, there was definitely a competition. And Christian Cage set the bar in a lot of ways, man. It was great to hear him talk for the first time. And you could tell he's not he's not backing down from the critics. No, and he's reminding everyone that, I mean, three words, outwork everyone. And, you know, he I loved how he's saying he, he makes wrestling better and he makes wrestlers level up. And mm -hmm. that, you know, in AEW, he wants to cement his legacy, essentially. So and how he's a workhorse, like, you know, it's just making me even more excited. And, you know, he, he finally laid out his plan, made out his mission, why he's here. And, you know, we were waiting for that since day one. But the slow build and this it works and you know it just it's exciting to see him talk and hear him listen to him um out promo everyone that's right and outwork everyone and so the intensity i mean he is he's done it all and he's going to be such an important asset to AEW moving forward and i hope that we can see him in the ring and showing outworking people you know more or sooner than later hopefully he maybe kind of has a play in next week's um match where Kenny's in the ring, maybe yeah, show his face or something. I, I think you got to keep pushing him every single week. You have this amazing debut and he's got to show face every single week for at least the next couple of months. He's got to have a, he's got to have a match or an announced match coming up and eventually lead to a feud with, with Kenny. And then that match can built to double or nothing or something like that. So yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Um, I think it goes without saying. We, we've talked about it before. Christian's over. He's he's been thirty over thirty five times. He's been a champion in professional Jeez, wrestling. That's insane. Um, think about the success that this man's had. He's not coming here to just be a guy in the background. He's going to be a player. Um, yeah. You know, he, we, we we interact with some great folks on social. Hancho is uh, one of one of the guys <laughs> that I really like on Twitter. He talked about it, man. It's it's hard to believe, but this dude was in was amongst the finalists in the Royal Rumble not that long ago in WWE, just a couple Jeez. of weeks, just like two months ago, not even. Um, wow. just, just unbelievable to see what he's capable of. Uh, and I, I think it was great to be reminded that this dude can can cut a promo and he could, he, he could, and he could carry yeah. a feud on his own. He's, he's Captain Charisma for a reason. My man, is, uh -huh. my man has, has been through the ringer in his career. He's done, it, done and seen it all. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where they go. Right. Do they, do they, it feels like it would be a kind of a cool trio to have Kingston Mox and Chris. And Those Christian are stars. Kevin. That's yes. a lot of stars. That's a lot of star power on one side of the ring, bro. Um, you put them against, uh, Omega and the good brothers. That's certainly, All for it. um, are the good brothers going to be distracted by the young bucks? Where do we go from here? I, I don't know. I, I think that, that you do have to have Christian, on the show regularly to build off of that big debut. I agree with you 100%. Talking about that, do we see him next week? What's on the future card for next week's show, SPD? So, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll hear from the inner circle in some aspect, but, you know, we only had four official matches uh, announced so far, which uh, the first one we're going to see, Nyla Rose versus Tay Conti in a rematch, um, which I think will be great to see those, uh, you know, the nice up-and-coming star, Tay Conti, which we're, you know, every time we see her in the ring, I think she's getting better and better and better yep. and showing better and better and better. And I think maybe she'll steal a win from here, steal a win from Nyla Rose somehow. Um, I think that would be interesting because um, – just to kind of freshen things up, you know, an eye for an eye, a win for a win. So that that's on store for that. And then I like you, that. I mean, this one, match number two, man, whoo, you're going to be ready for this one. Well, no doubt. Um, you know, 
Ty Conti getting getting she broke into the top five on the women's rankings this week. Everybody's kind of buzzing about her. I think that she's she's somebody that AEW really need can sees potential in. That's a great first match, but for me, man, you get to see FTR and Sean Spears on one side of the ring together. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a, a group of veterans who are going to. I know Christian's motto is outwork everyone. FTR and Sean Spears are going to be running the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin, three youngsters. They're going to be putting them through the ringer. Um, it's going to be there are going to be moments during this match where you're going to see that collision of just pure energy, pure youth, pure pure athleticism. Just hitting a brick wall <laughs> with FDR and Sean Spears. What a clash of styles that's going to be, um, and how much fun is that one going to be, man? When you we are all fans. I mean, we're fans of Varsity Blondes and Top Flight. We think that those are young teams that have a lot of a lot of potential, a lot of upside, but they're going to be running up against uh, a pretty tough. Uh, tan, like trio there with FTR and Sean Spears, and I, I think that's going to be what a cool, like just a oil and vinegar type of thing where they're just hitting each other. They're not going. That's going to be a wild one. Yeah, I I agree, man, and I think the pinnacle needs to to come out strong and just absolutely just go on a tear, just not even let have any offense if they just want to just show how dominant they are. Um, this one I'm extremely excited for. I would be all for a title change if Johnny Hungy, the Meat Man. The gold back, you know, essentially the prodigy, you know, how Brody Lee was so high on 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 John Silver, it would be so fitting for him to bring the gold back to uh the dark order and in maybe some kind of a clean win by Darby would kind of be surprising in my opinion. But I mean I I'm hoping for silver, you know, even with no build title change, that would be kind of strange, not typically AEW's way, but it would be fitting for Silver to bring the gold back because in the Dark Order, or you can have 10 bring the gold back eventually too. So, you know, with negative one in there. So I love negative one in that promo there. So this is good. Darby's going to be a fighting champion. You know, if he retains, he's going to keep fighting. And it would be rightfully so to have the TNT championship be a fighting champion. Yeah, sure. I think that that uh, the Meat Man is pure entertainment, pure gold. Um, that one's going to be a lot of fun too, bro, because it, we talked about it. Seeing Darby against guys more his size, yeah. you don't always have to see that David versus Goliath where he just gets tossed around and beat up. We've seen a different side of Darby come, Allen come out um, with that technical expertise that he's showing. Very smart wrestler, not just <clears throat> masochist who's willing to throw himself you know, all around for a win. All right. With John Silver's in-ring offense and his speed and his his the snap of his moves – that's going to be a fun one. But I, I've come to really appreciate Matt Seidel all over again. I've seen yeah. Matt Seidel throughout his career, WWE and Lucha Underground. The man has been all over. Um, but I, I think that this dude has shown, thanks to you, SPD, I've seen another side of him. He's not just this high flyer. He, he's, re, he's really retooled his body. He's so mm -hmm. much more muscular and, and in shape than he's ever been. Uh, he seems to be just getting better and better with age. His offense is a lot of brutal strikes, a lot of the, the snap and the pop of of his his knees and his kicks are absolutely a, a joy to watch. Right. Um, and we know that Kenny Omega is incredibly creative. Um, he's showing a dominance that is quite scary um, and, and, and aggression. This match is going to be one of those we saw happen on kind of the seeds got planted on elevation. Yeah. 
Um, really think that this is going to be a, a, a clinic, a, a great wrestling match. Now, I don't think that the, the finish is in doubt that much, the way that Kenny's been established. But it's going to yeah. be one of those matches where I think you're going to be impressed by the work rate of both these guys, the, the pace that both these guys are willing to go to. They're going to push each other. I mean, you got the cardio through the roof on both sides. I think that's going to be a fun match, dude. I think that that's going to be one of those matches that a lot of people are going to be just pleasantly surprised to sit back, maybe have a couple uh, bags of, of popcorn, have some have some beers, watch a match <laughs> with two guys just turn it up. I think that's going to be a good one, dude. And, and yeah, that, man, I'm, I'm excited it. for it. That's just that's just the matches that are announced already, and we know here. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to give us more. There's been so much that that comes in, and, he, and we get surprised by. So I can't wait to see next week's show. The buzz um, around AW is incredibly positive. My phone has been blowing what a up show. the entire time that we've been on this show. It's been great to see, <laughs> um, and I think so much of it is like, dude. Let's just say it again: Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. They absolutely delivered and then some, brother. SPD with a crouching ovation. Well, I don't want to show my uh, my my non-matching sweatpants, but yes, that was an absolute home run of a main event. It couldn't have been executed better. It told such a story, emotional, clearly emotion on both their faces. And like I said earlier in the show, to start the show. It's it's one of those that makes you proud to be a wrestling fan, proud to be an AEW fan, and they set the bar on on main events moving forward, not just women's main events moving forward. Um, and before we ride off into the sunset, I got a question for you: Who wore it better? <laughs> I'm never going against you, SPD. Nice work, my man. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Thank you guys for all for tuning in. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. And that's your holiday, will, my friend. That's Good right. job. Luck of the Irish there um, here, SPD. So join us this Friday night, guys, for Friday Night Flights and Fights. We're going to talk all about that main event because it is it is a lot to dive into. We're going to post uh, some more topics. If you want some topics to be discussed, send us a message on Twitter. Give us a tweet. We'd be happy to throw some new topics out there. And we can't wait to see you guys. You know where to find us on all the social channels on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Spotify, and, of course, YouTube, where you're watching right now, and Friday Night Flights every Friday night at 10 p.m. live on our YouTube. It's a loose show. We do a little dancing. We got surprise guests like Mitch um, and, you know, he'll Booking by Bonds. You know he'll be there. Yeah. Booking by Bonds will be there as well. And we, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, staying up late for night, and helping kind of just wind down from that main event because we definitely needed to wind down from that main event. It was just phenomenal. And and now we can rest easily knowing that they absolutely hit it out of the park. They killed it, brother. They so. absolutely, I can't <laughs> wait. To, and, and Friday Night Fights and Flights is such a great avenue for us to just deep dive some of the topics that we're really passionate about, yeah. the fan base is really passionate about. And I have a feeling – after us marinating on this and sleeping <laughs> on it and and then and had a whole day to talk to all you guys out there, Friday's yeah. going to be a blast because that main event was so much fun. We, we can't wait to talk to you guys on Friday. Make sure you join us. Make sure you hit us up on social. We really appreciate all the support and the love. Let's keep this positive wave moving, y'all. We're making a difference. We're making waves, y'all. You know what's happening. Let's keep that positivity on social media. Let's keep pushing it. Support the – like. These next two days, I'm going to preach real quick. These next couple days, guys, you make sure that if you do your best, and I love so many of our fans on Dynamite Download, they're, they're buying into the mantra. They see that we mean it. 
support these support these performers. What they did, the 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 I couldn't imagine going through some of the brutality that that Thunder and Britt went through tonight. Um, both of them deserve a lot of love and, and a lot of. Uh, and I know that they appreciate it. We we know because we we've had the pleasure of talking to them. We know that they appreciate the fans. And yeah, you're not going to put yourself through that blood and that agony if it's not for something more. Um, and that's because they they love what we're building here at AEW. Yeah. They love what they're building at AEW. They're building something really special. Um, really excited to see what's going to happen, guys. Get out there, keep loving on that on the on the performers. Let's make a difference. We'll talk to you on Friday. <clears> Thank <throat> you.